Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Mouth from the South. I'm your host, Pierre, and with me as always is my co-host, The Mouth. Hello, Mouth. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. What's new? Uh, what's new with me? I want to know what's new with you for a change. You know, you're so quiet all the time. Maybe it's time we, you know, spotlight you for a minute. I know your Morning. son had a job interview today. How'd that go? Well, actually, it didn't go because the uh, the manager was in a meeting. So I, tried, oh. I took him to go to try to get his first job because today was the last day of school. He needs to learn how to the importance of work and work, you know, get a good work ethic and uh, also need to learn about money and how, you know, if you don't have money coming in, then it's hard to spend. So it's easy when it's your father's money that you're spending. But, you know, when it's your own, then, you you know, you, I think he'll, he'll start to value, you know, money a little bit more or how hard it is to get. So we went today. This was our second time trying. Manager told us to came, come in, but he was in a meeting, unfortunately. So we'll have to circle back. But he's going to either be a bagger or, uh, you know, at our local grocery store. So it's, it's a good job for a, it's a good summertime job for, a, you know, a 15-year-old. I agree. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, sometime this week we'll get a schedule. I mean, he has the job. We just have to meet with the manager. So, yeah. So that's what's going on with me. So, you know, I'm excited that uh, school's out. So you're going to go back today? Yeah, we're going to go back at three. Um, but I'm excited that uh, school is out and I no longer have to wake up at 5.45 in the morning. But I got a feeling that I'll probably be waking up that early anyway because I'm so used to it now. You know how your body just kind of adjusts naturally? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyhow, so in past episodes, we had talked about um, the documentary uh uh, Dear Mama from Tupac Shakur. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, yesterday it was revealed that uh, Tupac had a uh, a, uh, a Hollywood Walk of Fame stall, uh, star uh, ceremony in Hollywood, uh, obviously. Um, and you said have it you wasn't been there. I have not been, been there. No. But you have, right? I have. Yeah, I've been there a few times. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I get that, you know, California, LA more specifically is very, you know, celebrity driven. Right. Um, obviously, it helps to do whatever for their city because there's a charge at $75,000 for you to get a star. Well, so, I, I looked it up. So the charge is $75,000, but it's to maintain the star. It's for the ceremony and then to maintain the star through the life of the star. Right. Right. Which, I mean, technically should be covered by the taxes you're paying into that city because it's just a public sidewalk with a bunch of stars on it. And you can't see them and you can't read them. You know why? Because it's really crowded. It's like putting stars in the middle of Times Square and being like, look, you can't see any of the names. There are so many people, so many. And then, you know, you're walking and it's just a standard sidewalk. It's not like it's something special. So, you know, they have names in one direction, names in the other. So, you know, depending on how you're walking, but you can't even read them because guess what? There's a person in front of you and you're walking and you can't just like stop randomly to look at a star. I mean, it's really just the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. 
I don't get it. I, I'm sorry, I don't. I think there's so many ways of honoring people. And I don't even know, understand why we're honoring half the people we claim to be honoring. I mean, it's just weird. It's just so weird. And it's and, and it's Hollywood, right? So Hollywood's kind of like, kind of gross anyway. I mean, I guess people say it's seedy. I think that's more of like a night thing. Also, it's like a regular city. So you see, you know, homeless, you smell pee, it looks dirty. I mean, I don't, it's not, I mean, it's like any other major city with tourism and people. I mean, yeah, it's not any different than that. Um, I don't even find it particularly seedy at night. I mean, I've walked Hollywood Boulevard. That's where the bars are. I mean, that's where you, I mean, I don't know. I, I, that wasn't really my issue with it. It's just you're paying $75,000, which again, for celebrities is probably no big deal. But then for what? But you're like, immortalized. How does that feel like an honor if you're paying for it? I don't feel very honored for something I'm paying. I'd be like, yeah, well, thanks for the nomination, but I'm out. Well, they said it's for the installation and the maintenance, but you're also being immortalized for, you know, ever. It's... But you're on film. Or in music or in photographs. So I don't get it. It's not your thing? I don't get how it's anyone's thing. And again, I understand why in Hollywood it's their thing, because they are celebrity driven. But I don't get why it's a thing. So you didn't take any pictures while you were there? You didn't find, stop and take so a picture of the stars? I, I, don't I didn't take any pictures. I don't think I took any pictures of the stars, actually, because, again, you can't see them. What you are more able to take pictures of is like in front of Grauman's Chinese Theater, which is not called that. It might be called the Kodiak Theater. Now. I don't really know. Or Kodak. I don't really know. I don't really know. Well, I think it is a Kodak Theater. Yeah. Um, but in front of there where they have the cement, you know, with the handprints and stuff, there yeah. you have a little bit more opportunity to like actually like take pictures and stuff because it's like more tucked in. It's not just like a sidewalk where everyone and their mom is walking. Right. Everyone and their mom. I love that expression. Me too. <laughs> it's so descriptive. <laughs> so I hear you. You have you have an issue with uh, Mike Pence, who has thrown his hat in the ring. For, well, uh, I mean, presidential yeah, election. I always had an issue with Mike. Right. Pence. I mean, it's not like anyone who could like run with Trump is a moron. Um, yeah. He's just a big moron. Um, but you know, he had they had CNN had their town hall where you know he was there to speak to you know his whoever's, and because um, he's thrown his hat into the nomination pool, right. and um, which I, I just whatever I can't even. <laughs> but um, you know, I'd like to just point out for anyone who didn't see the CNN town hall, what a hypocrite he is. I mean, they did talk about it on on CNN. Like this amazing thing happened where the moderator was actually like, "Um, you're a big fat hypocrite." Mike Pence. I mean, she didn't say that, okay, but, you yeah, know, she right. got close to saying it because, you know, he talks a good game about parental rights. So again, and I've talked about this, you know, parental rights are great when you don't want a vaccine, then it's all up to you. But if you're a parent of a transgender child and you and your doctor decide that it's okay and appropriate for your child to start, you know, having hormone replacement therapy or even surgery, some surgeries, I mean, not all of them, I don't think they do like a full on sex change, but they might get rid of that breast or add them, obviously, depending on which side of the fence you are, um, that, that is not okay. You don't know what you're talking So in that case, you can't be a parent. The government is is your daddy. But if it comes to vaccines, you're in charge. 
And also I'd like to point out that when it comes to abortion, you're also not in charge because if your teen daughter needs an abortion and you and your doctor determine, and she determines, this is what you all want. You're not in charge of that. Your, your, your daddy is. Well, when it comes to vaccines, you're not in charge yet either. You know, I mean, I don't think you are. I mean, well, with the COVID vaccine you were, but there were a lot of restrictions for people that weren't vaccinated. And were there, and- I mean, not in Florida. Well, for travel restrictions and things like that, you know. Where? <laughs> Only like, on a cruise or if you traveled out of the country. So that made it other people's countries' issues. Right. So that has nothing to do with America. But, you know, as far as like being vaccinated, if you want to go to public schools, they force you to, you know, your child to be fat, vaccinated. In Florida. In, I don't know. Is, is that just a Florida thing or is that a. No, some other states have it too. Right. But it's not every state. And that's what they keep talking about is that that was their whole thing with parental rights. This is one of the things they're talking about. So you're a fucking hypocrite. (laughs) If you say medicine and medical needs and necessities are your parental right, it's part of the constitution, you know, that document that so often none of our politicians can read. Right. And, then say, oh, but just kidding, when it comes to gender affirming surgery or care for yeah. minors, you are not allowed to be in charge of that because you're an idiot. So I guess you're not going to vote for Pence? No. <laughs> I think it's very easy to say I will not be voting for Pence. I mean, of the... Uh... Of the Republicans that we know so far that have thrown their hat in the ring, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Christie, right? Yeah. Or is it Ted Cruz? No, Chris 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 Christie, uh, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis. I th- we may have three candidates in Florida, uh, including the mayor of Miami, Suarez. May <laughs> I mean, right? He's wasting taxpayer dollars. Who ripped off the Miami? Uh, taxpayers with this thing called the Miami coin when he was trying to push uh, crypto down here. And I think Nikki Freed is also thinking about. Um, yeah, but until you do it, it's I don't care what you're thinking. Right. But we could potentially have three Florida candidates for president. Which, which says would, a lot for our state. Right. Does it? Yeah, it does where politicians come to get nominated, I guess. I I mean, politicians don't come to work. They just come to sign laws that they don't understand um, or have any knowledge about, because that actually leads me right into our own very laws about, you know, immigration, which again, I also talked about this new law that they passed, that they now start, like all the Republican senators and like uh, representatives who, you know, we're up there voting happily, Republicans voting happily for this amazing bill. Now say, oh, don't worry, immigrants. It's okay. We didn't mean we're really coming after you. We're just meaning that we don't want anyone new coming to the state. That's not what the law, there are loopholes. Okay. There, 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 there's no loopholes. I mean, it's very cut and dry what that, that bill says. We right. already know that they've set aside, they wanted to fund a special police force. I, I don't know what they're even talking about, but they're backtracking because of course, now all the farmers and all the people who yeah. use immigrants and migrant labor right. Right. are like, well, 
they're leaving because they're afraid of being arrested and I'm not going to be fined $25,000 a person right. and whatever. And so how's this crop being picked? Well, there are reports that uh, there are fields that are empty. There's no workers to be found because, of course, empty construction sites and empty construction sites in Florida because people are afraid to uh, come here because they are, you know, they fear being arrested and deported or, you know, whatever. It's so, yeah, so I, I guess. Hey, so the party that consistently stands for big business doesn't really seem to be standing with big business right now. I mean, and you don't read what you sign. I don't. Are you just a moron? I, I really just don't know. I that's can't just, stand it anymore. I can't. They're just idiots. That's just fear mongering and pandering to their base. You know, that's what, you know, the illegals are here and they're going to they're, you know, they're, they're, they're going to rape your women. They're going to sell you drugs. Are they aware that their base jobs. is a bunch of Cuban Americans? Like, are they well, ridiculous? I don't think they're talking about the Cubans. They're talking about all the other. You know, um, Ron DeSantis held, held a, uh, a round table in Arizona yesterday. Again? Yeah, yeah, where they called, they called the, uh, the, the uh, southern border. And so he was there campaigning for president but he says he was there as a governor helping out other governors in other states right so he can use the taxpayer dollar right on immigration cool yay ron desantis yeah and he wants to help them with immigration and it was interesting because when he kept talking about immigration he kept talking about you know how we uh uh i think it was the word interdict interdict uh well when you intercept boats and at uh at sea or when they you know, there are people coming here. He kept talking about the Haitians and they, they you know, they deport them. And then they, you know, they, every time he kept bringing up Haitians and then he finally he brought up Cubans and, and all that. But I, I feel like that um, Florida has a lot more Cuban immigrants than Haitian immigrants. Em, immigrant, it's always been with the Cubans up until recently, it was wet foot, dry foot, this policy where if, uh, if you made it to shore, you, you know, you have asylum and you can become a citizen. You're on your pathway to citizenship. But for Haitians, whether you were caught at sea or caught, you know, on on dry land, you're all automatically deported. So, you know, it's it's interesting that he's there on the Mexican border, the U.S.-Mexico border, when that's not our immigration problem here. And actually, we need people to, like you were saying, to work construction because you can't find any Americans that want to do that or the low paying construction jobs. Again, it's not that you can't find Americans, but you have to pay them a right, better said, wage. The low paying American, uh, the low paying construction jobs. Low it's paying, not low paying construction jobs. It's the ones they give to people to who are not going to fight their hourly wage. Exactly. And pick, you know, picking field or picking fruit and vegetables and things like that and working the fields. So, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's actually, we need those migrants here because that's a major part of our industry. We know we grow a lot of crop and, you know, and, and, you know, we build a lot here in South Florida and all over Florida. There's always new construction any, everywhere we look, there's yep. a new high rise going up. So, you know, it's just, and now they're, they're complaining that they can't find anyone to work. So it's interesting. But yeah, so uh, uh, DeSantis said that he wasn't there campaigning. He was there as a, you know, as a governor, just trying to help out another governor. 
but it wasn't, it was supposed to be a round table. Help them with what? Does he not think Arizona can function all by themselves like they have been doing? They have, yeah. And it wasn't really truly a round table. And what is he helping them with? How to pass laws in the confines of your office on at midnight? <laughs> You're talking about like he, he does here in Florida? Yeah. Maybe he's going to teach them how to um, have lawsuits come their way because the laws you pass are not constitutional. Right. Well, none of the laws he's passed have been constitutional so far, including the fight against Disney. You know, freedom of speech but and all he that. He doesn't know about law because <laughs> he didn't go to Harvard Law School. Well, he did go to Harvard Law. No, he, he did. From Yale. But what I mean is that clearly they don't teach anything there. So I don't know. People who know a Harvard lawyer, I mean, maybe it's not that great. Because, I mean, I look at DeSantis and he's a moron. <laughs> because he doesn't know how to read English, obviously. Or, I mean, doesn't understand English. Maybe he knows how to read the words, but he clearly doesn't understand how to, you know, interpret them. He's just, oh, he's so gross. He's so gross. And Chris Christie is so gross. And Mike Pence and Trump. They're all so gross. But you know what they all are? White men. Yay, white men. It's the yeah, best against need. the Republican Party has is a bunch of freaking white men. We need more old white men. That's what we I mean, I, I totally identify with an old white man. You What's know? that? I identify with old white men. Do you? No. <laughs> I think we're not making enough old white men in the United For States. Re- it's like a factory in D.C. I don't even understand how they find them. Especially like in states where it is more diverse. Like I get it in Nebraska or Kentucky. Like I get it. That's like just white as far as the eye can see. But I mean, in Florida, California, I mean, even Washington state is diverse. How do you find constantly white men to send to Washington? What is up with that? <laughs> well, I mean, and it's like the average age is like 80. Well, I mean, look at what do I have in common with an 80 year old? Nothing. Right. I mean, you look at Mitch McConnell and, you know, all those, you know, they're all just this aging white man that just are, you know, holding on to power. I mean, they, they grasp it so hard, so hard. So uh, you sent me a picture today uh, from the grocery store. Yeah. Of a magazine cover. Yeah. And um, it's your favorite. uh, It's been your favorite show for a while. I mean, I love it. I I do love it. Yeah, it's a great. I mean, I love a lot of shows I watch. I mean, this this one was really good because it it was unexpectedly good. I I didn't expect much out of it. I think I only started watching it because someone recommended it. It was already like four seasons in. And I was like, oh, I don't know. They're like, you'll love it. You'll love it. You'll love it. And I'm like, okay, nothing else to watch. And I really do love it. It is so fantastic, Outlander. It really is such a great show. It's so great. I, I, I honestly, like it really, really, I mean, the way that the characters have developed is really cool. 
you know, the history you get from it is really cool. Right. Definitely. I mean, the first time and now I'm rewatching it because there's nothing on, you know, it's summer. Right. So, you know, like I, I, you know, I'm rewatching it and I, and I still am, I still, I, I am so drawn to going to Scotland. Like it really does make you want to visit it and just see, and, you know, especially coming from, you know, the United States, I mean, we're such a new country and right. it, you know, and to, I mean, I love traveling to our, you know, our older states, you know, the 13 originals. Um, I love that, especially in the Northeast, because, you know, you turn a corner and there's like a, you know, they'll, they'll talk about how there's this was a Civil War hospital or this is where George Washington was inaugurated. Or, I mean, there's so many cool things, like as you're just walking amongst the, you know, the modernness of the world. And that's really neat. And we don't really have that in Florida. So obviously going outside, it's like really cool. Um, but, you know, to think that these countries have just been around for centuries and I mean, millennia, it's just so remarkable and that they have their written history down. I, I think it's just so, so amazing. And to see, you know, now like how these castles are still standing, a lot of them, obviously some of them not, but it's just neat. I mean, it really is really cool. And I, I would really love to go there. And yeah, I saw that magazine today and I thought that was so funny because obviously they have a very huge fan base enough to make a whole magazine just about the one I know show. that is crazy and the show I started watching it has good writing and and they and they have little tiny details that you know I was watching an episode last night and um the the main character um what's her name um Claire Claire yeah so Claire was walking through just like a uh it was like a festival or something in you know in this near this castle because uh, she was back in time small little festival, but um, there were, you know, just, you know, people gather around tents and doing little things. Um, and then just like for a brief, like three or four seconds, I saw these kids like playing with these sticks that in, in this little ball. And I, I said, is that a hockey stick? So then that just put me down, you know, a rabbit hole. So then I decided like to look up where was hockey invented. And, you know, obviously, you know, ice hockey was invented in Canada by the British, but but then they traced it back to Scotland that hockey was, you know, was first played there with these sticks and these little balls and stuff like that. And I was like, wow. And that's then really the British cool. who invaded Scotland and right. took it over, then stole it, stuck it on ice. And stuck voila. on ice. <laughs> I mean, that's all there is there in Canada. Ice, ice hockey? Ice sheets. Ice sheets. Well, they used to, you know, they still have some glaciers there, don't they? I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I've been to Montreal. Obviously, it wasn't covered in ice. I wasn't there in the winter also. But, um, you know, when I think of Canada, and, and it's unfortunate, but I really do, you know, picture just sheets of ice. Well, I wouldn't want to live there uh, year-round. I would love to. Uh, no. I mean, I think it'd be cool, like Toronto and Vancouver would be cool in the summer. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like some of the other places like Ottawa or, you know, Saskatchewan, I don't, I don't think I'd like, I, I could probably go my whole life and never visit there. Sorry, people from Saskatchewan, if you're watching or listening, yeah. I just have no desire to go there. I don't, I don't think they care. I don't think they're worried about it. Yeah, probably not. And they, I don't think they really all that much care for Americans too much. They like Canada. Does anyone they like, like Americans? Well, just like, you know, a lot of other countries, they think we're, Americans are arrogant. and We are. Yeah. So. Because we're taught that we're the best. It's I a know. lie. 
system that we've been taught since like yeah. day one. Ugly Americans. In France, it's even, you know, that's like Americans, anywhere they go, Americans want to, uh, they demand that you speak English to them. Like it's the world's language, you know, but when foreigners come here, no one speaks their language to them. You know, we right. demand that they speak English, but Americans, right. right. But is that a belief that French have or is that the truth? Because the truth. I'm sure there are plenty of Americans that go there and think that you, or just assume you will. I don't even know that they think that, but I feel like there are plenty of Americans who go to France and don't expect English to come out of anyone's mouth. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Well, I mean, not everyone, but a lot, but the term ugly American comes from, you know, that because the Americans, the ugly Americans, or the, you know, the, the rich or whatever, they come over there and they expect that everyone, you know, treat them like the Americans that they are and, you know, you know, speak English and, you know, treat them with respect. I mean, isn't that like kind of just such an old world view though? I mean... Yeah. Is that what they're still saying in France in the year twenty? Well, no, because it's still it's still the thing, and because um, I talk thing? to people, it's, it's still the Americans still do that, and so you know but, I talk to pe people all the time, and and they you know they say you know, like anywhere if you go there and you try to speak the language, people are very nice to you and very accommodating, but but you I'm haven't still, been back there in thirty plus years, you don't know what people are like there. Right, and they're not but I that friends, accommodating, friends considering all the anti-Semitism they have there. So I, I don't have, know that the French are super friendly with anyone. I have friends there. I have cousins and you know nephews. They don't, nephews. but they don't live in a tourist city. So what would they know well, about? Some of them live in Paris. I mean, yeah. I mean, how many Americans are they coming across that they generalize like that? A I lot. mean, it's just, but that, but that, listen. France isn't really known to be like so like oh, well, hospitable. Friendly. Is that what yes. you're going to say? Yeah, that okay. is the word. Yeah. Well, neither is the United States. But I'm not talking about the United States right now. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, people should come visit, of course, if you're from other countries. Why, you know, why not see it? You know, I I want to see other countries too. You know, it's great um, to have a cultural experience, and definitely you should come. But yeah, if you're looking for friendliness your major cities aren't going to give that to you. No. And I would, I would tell people that too, is that, you know, if you come to the United States and your only experience with the United States is New York, you're going to think people are assholes. All Americans no are assholes. I don't find that. I don't find that in New York, they're like that. And I'll tell you, I've had two friends now go to New York in the past month and a half, and neither one of them think that. No. Because they're really not in New York. I think, again, that's a stereotype. It, right. it really is. And it's a false stereotype because I've been to New York many times and I've never had a horrible experience. Well, I'll tell I've never you had what. Anyone be rude to me ever. But I tell you, if I go to Miami to Bayside in my own backyard, I can people are so rude. So oh, I, rude. I just read a study that Miami is one of the rudest cities in the country. Oh, that's 100 percent true. Yeah. True. 100 percent. Yeah. They couldn't be any more rude. So I really don't even know where that comes from. Again, you know, stereotypes from 50 years ago just are no longer valid. Well, I mean, people assume that like if you go to the Midwest, the Midwest is super friendly and that's not necessarily the case. I mean, Midwesterners aren't super friendly. I mean, they're actually very, a lot of them are, you know, close-minded and, you know, and not very tolerant. Right. Well, you know, I was only in Chicago. That's my experience with the Midwest. And I'm talking I about the, I'm super talking about, friendly, which was great. 
I'm talking about the Corn Belt, you know, like Iowa. Canada. I wouldn't expect those people to be very friendly, just like they weren't very accommodating, again, in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And for me, they are. And understand what I'm saying, folks out there on TV or wherever you're listening to this. I, I mean, for not white people, like Kentucky is very accommodating if you're white or Tennessee yeah. or yeah. wherever, but what? they're not very accommodating if you're tan. Yeah. So a little disclaimer, I grew up in, in Nebraska, so I got to experience a lot of that, uh, not, you know, being tolerated that from a young age. So it's, yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's a great place for white people. That's for sure. <laughs> but, As is a lot of the world. But there are also a lot of nice people there. It's just, sure. you know, the people in power generally are not, you know. And again, you know, people fear, you know, they're xenophobes, you know, they, they, they fear people that don't look like them and, you know, and, and the majority. Oh, I don't think politicians fear people like that. I think that's how they get people to vote for them. I think exactly. Why. Yeah. So. Wow. We managed to, <laughs> to do a full show. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Why wouldn't we? I mean. There's plenty well, to talk we, about in the world. There's always something to talk about in the world. There really is. So anything else you're watching outside of Outlander? No, but I do know that the new season of Never Have I Ever is out on uh, Netflix, so I'm pretty wait, excited. Wait a second. Last episode, didn't you tease something? A show that you, we were going to talk about this episode? Probably, but if you're thinking that I remember what that was, you're <laughs> sorely mistaken. Okay, happy 420. <laughs> yeah, it's like 420 every day at this house. <laughs> well, There's just no the, way. The new season of what? Never have I ever. Now, what is that? It's um, it's a TV show. She's um, Indian American, so both her parents are from India. Um, moved to America, obviously for the you know the American dream, and so she's growing up in high school in America. Um, and I guess it's just about her life and what her life is like in high school and being like kind of the nerdy, you know, Indian girl or whatever. And, you know, she has friends. There's, you know, she's a couple of friends and stuff, but it's just like her experiences and what, you know, the culture's like and the cultural differences and what her mother is like and her dad died. And so like, you know, then the mother, you know, they had an episode of, you know, the mom dating, just typical teenage, whatever. But what I really like about it is that it's not super teenagey. Like, I don't feel like I'm, you know, really watching a lot of like, Teen, like, I don't know. I guess it's because I don't really have that experience because clearly I'm not from India. So I don't know what that experience is. So it's more like I'm learning something as opposed to just being like stuck with, you know, the typical American high school experience, which, right. you know, so I like it. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm a teenager, but I like it. I think it's really <laughs> it's a great teenager. show. The acting's very good. I, you know, obviously I like anything that has a little bit of a, a cultural spice to it. So that's all good. And I highly recommend it. It's very easy. It's an easy show to watch. It's, you know, it's not, you know, it's pretty, you know, happy all the time. It's not really too much thinking, not too depressing. All right. So another recommendation from the mouth. <laughs> and by the way, back to Canada, Canada, get your wildfire situation under control. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for them. That sucks. I mean, you feel bad for the people in New York and 
You know, I mean, I feel bad for anyone affected by it. I mean, it's terrible. You know, well, it's terrible yeah. when we have fires. What's that? It's terrible when we have fires. Yeah, I mean, you can't even see the haze is so bad. I know, I've seen pictures that you know you can't yeah. even see in front of you, and they've had to cancel sporting events. And um, it's gotten so bad that it's reached all the way to North Carolina. Wow. The small the poor air quality. They're telling people to stay inside. Like really, like that's gonna do anything. I mean, first of all, where do they think the air inside your house comes from? I know. We have special air reservoirs? No. <laughs> yeah, and no one has, like, filtered air. Well, I mean, it's, like, filtered kind of, you know, through your disposable filter that you throw away every three months or whatever it is. If you have central air. Yeah. But that, not I feel like I feel like the eastern seaboard all has central air. No, not some, not the, some of the cooler places. I don't I, think I feel, that Vermont like they, and places like that. I don't think they not necessarily I don't know. do. I, I I don't know. I, yeah, I'm sure it sucks. I mean, I, it's horrible. I mean, I'm, I'm, my asthma is bad every day, so I can only imagine what it's like for you know people of any sort of lung situation happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel really bad for them. It's it's terrible, and we hope we can you know they can get it under control or whatever. Yeah. Maybe DeSantis should do something very oh. you know. So he should go to the northern border and. He's sent help to fight this fire. He should. Because he's so busy being a he's Samaritan. A, yeah, he's, he's, you know, remember uh, Giuliani was America's uh, mayor? Well, so, I remember that lie that people said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if uh, DeSantis wants to be America's governor, so yeah, so go ahead and send I, our- I wouldn't wish him to be America's governor because he's not really good at Florida. So I don't know how he's going to handle 49 other states. Right. Well, he wants to. That's what he aspires to, to be, America's governor or America's president. And I just aspire to be famous enough to have Find Your Roots come and do a whole ancestry thing on me. On you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying just... to know. Like, I am dying to know what they can find because it's not DNA, which is such not a story. Like, DNA is, like, so small in comparison to, like, real stories. Right. And I would love to know what they can find, especially because, you know, there are great record keeping, you know, in England where my mom's from. And then, you know, my father's family was, you know, originated from Romania, Poland, that area. Right. Um, their last name was Romanov. The rumor is that they, you know, we're distant relatives or however that works. Um, mm -hmm. So I would like to know. I think it's really cool. Like, I would like to see, you know, like documentation and like just cool stuff. Well, I so I recently signed up for uh, Ancestry. DNA, you know, the ancestry.com. Yeah. And they have a whole records department on their website where you can, you know, you can do records all the way back for, as far as you can keep, keep, keep them. And, and, and there's a database of records from, you know, uh, other countries. And so it's Well, I pretty think cool that's what Find Your Roots uses is ancestry.com. I'm sorry? Find Your Roots uses ancestry.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so all those resources is not even- Oh, I want it for free. I'm sorry, did I not mention right. that part? Yeah, I kind of want it for free. Okay. <laughs> but I, I, you know, maybe if I get famous enough, I can pay for it myself. I, I just, I mean, I, you know, I would just really like it. I think, but I think it's really cool, like how it's all presented. They, I mean, sometimes you go to those countries and they show you these actual documents or books, or whatever. Like that's really, really cool. And I think it's really important to know where you come from, you know, especially when, you know, you, you realize how genetics, um, 
can play a huge role in who you are as a person yeah. and what jobs you choose even, you know, professionally, because that all that, like there's a lineage typically too. And I think that's very, very interesting. You know, like, obviously like I'm a really good speaker and I have heard that my grandfather's, my maternal grandfather's family came from Ireland. So I always constantly, I constantly say that my family made out with the Blarney stone. They didn't just kiss it because obviously the gift of gab and our I've never heard are, you say that. Yeah. I say it to and I've known people. you five years. I've never heard you say that. I don't think we've ever talked about the Blarney Stone. No. I just don't just feel like that would be it. of interest for you. Why not? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, all the things we've talked about. You said you always talk about this. You never brought it up. Before. I do. Like anytime I talk about, you know, like ancestors or ancestry, I always talk about like, you know, Ireland and then the Blarney Stone because I think it's funny. Right. I mean, not stand up comedy funny because no one would get it. But, you know, for me personally, or if you're familiar with the legend of the Blarney Stone, then it's pretty funny. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to like, like kiss it? Yeah, I know you kiss it, but you have to like. Yeah, you have to like work your back. body backwards, yeah, you right? Lean back, like you're just yeah. like lying flat, but then you like tilt your yeah, head. Yeah, it's like this yeah. weird thing that only people with good backs and not, and have don't have neck problems can do. I feel like everyone can do it. I don't think it's that complicated. I don't know. A lot of kisses, a lot of lips have been on that stone. Yeah, it's not COVID friendly. I don't think it's not COVID friendly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we have a show here. So. Thank God. Um, we, uh, we'd like to remind you to rate, review, subscribe. We are on, uh, Apple iTunes. We're on Amazon, the podcast. We are on Spotify. We're also on YouTube where you can watch or listen to us. Um, and we're also on Instagram. What's our Instagram handle? At the mouth from Florida. At the mouth from Florida. Um, please uh, leave a review. If you would like for us to talk about something, let us know. Tell us if you hate us. Tell us if you like us. Tell us if you hate me. And or... tell us if you're transgendered and want to come on the show and are willing to answer questions. Because I have a bunch. Yeah. Or if we're you still were. still working on that, but we'll or, get there. Or if you were a classmate of uh, Ron DeSantis, we'd you're like to know. You're in Yellow Harbor because I, I can't. Yeah. Did he skip classes? Did he cheat off of you? Did he cheat off? Did he look over Did your shoulder? Did he pull his weight in group projects? You yeah. know, little things like that. Right. All right. Well, until next time, thanks for listening and or watching. And bye.